0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Town of Portland podcast. We are live here in the Town Tech Educational Podcast studio, and this is going to be our episode number 51. And with us in the studio is our first selectman. Mr. Ryan Curley, and f- for the first time in about uh, two years, uh, our Chatham Health Director uh, is actually here in person, uh, Mr. Russ Melman. Hi, Russ.
1: Hey, Dave. How you doing?
0: I'm doing. Hi, Ryan. How you doing?
1: I'm doing well, Dave. How about yourself?
0: Hey, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, Friday Eve, as we say, and you know, <laughs> to go from there. So, great. Um, it's a gorgeous day outside. We got a little bit of rain this morning, which was good, which was uh, much uh, needed. Uh, as far as that goes so um, Ryan
1: let's start off with you what's the state of the state here Sure. Yeah, we're doing we're doing well in the town of Portland. We've been very busy. There's a lot of activities uh, that have been going on and a lot more coming up. Mm-hmm. June is a busy month, uh, I think, for uh, across the state, you know, but particularly here in Portland, we're very busy. Yep. We have our we're at the Portland High School and we have our high school graduation coming and up next on, Monday. On Monday. Yep. Yep. So congratulations to all the graduating seniors um i know i'm sure we'll both be there right i will be be there there. i will be i'm doing sound so (laughs) all right and we certainly wish them all the best uh, in college or whatever their future plans are yes and so i just want to highlight some events that we have going on here in portland in the month of june So like I said, it is a busy month. This coming Saturday, June 11th, is the Portland Library's 125th anniversary plus two. Wow. Because they got a little delayed. There was... Something was going on a couple of years ago. I can't really remember. Maybe Russ might know, but... Um, I can't think of anything. <laughs> so uh, the celebration had been postponed, and it will be held this, uh, this Saturday, June 11th, from 11 a.m. Uh, until 2 p.m., and that's going to be on the Town Green, which is near, next to the library and behind the police station and uh, the senior that's, center yep. and our... Our uh, Parks and Rec Department, our Youth Services Department, and our Senior Center, they're all participating, as well as the library. And they've got a lot of uh, live music, craft games, and um, food and fun for the whole family. So uh, I encourage everyone that can make it to attend this Saturday. And the following week, We have our Juneteenth celebration here in the town of Portland. This is our fourth annual celebration, and that will be held at Portland's Riverfront Park on Saturday, uh, June 18th, from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. And there's going to be um, some food, a DJ, a bounce house, and uh, it'll be a good time. So again, another great event that we have going on. And then on Saturday, June 25th, Portland has a Pride rally, and that's going to be from 12 p.m. until 2 p.m. and that's in front of the Biz, the Brownstone Intermediate School. So certainly looking forward to that as well. So that is that are some of the events that we have here in June. Um, sure. So it's a busy month, and we're looking forward to all those great events. Um, so getting back to the town side, some of the things that we've been we've been up to. Um, I know a lot of people are um, waiting to hear news on how we're doing with the track uh, replacement, so yep. I wanted to touch base on that. We have the RFQs, the Request for Qualification, have uh, been issued. They've all come back. The deadline was uh, a week or two ago. And the review panel is scheduled to look through them tomorrow tomorrow. And then we'll be going through the RFP process on that as well, the request for a proposal. So we're moving along, but it's it's good timing because we can't do anything until we hear back from the state. We're waiting to hear back from OPM. As you know, the town of Portland received um, a bond from the state of Connecticut um, in order to replace some of the track of 500000 Dollar seven hundred thirty-six dollar bond, and so I need to sign as first selectman the contract with the state, and I'm waiting to do that. I'm I've been emailing the state saying, you know, let me, let me get that contract because we want to get going with this track. So yeah. uh, as soon as I can get that, we'll get that signed, and then we'll get going with that. But sure. uh, certainly we're we're probably looking at replacement of that track that would be in about a year. I don't know if we'll be able to. Get through the RFP process and, and get a um, engineer and on board, uh, yeah. on board in, in, within the time frame of this summer. A lot of places are all already filled up and booked for yes. uh, for yes. this year. So, and you have to do the paving when it's hot out because they yes. actually pave the uh, they they're going to grind up underneath the rubberized coating. There is asphalt. Yeah, they're going to need to uh, mill that grind it all up, and then they're going to have to repave that. Yes. And you can only do that when it's hot out in the in the summer months, really. And there are only a couple of firms that do that type of work. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think was. we we received three, um, three proposals in, in the RFQ uh-huh. uh, from companies that responded. So that's encouraging. So yes. certainly uh, one of those three hopefully will, will get us a new track. Mm-hmm. So we're waiting on um, the state for that. I want to touch base, as you know, we have that $250,000 grant from the uh, DPH, Department of Public Health, for finding our own uh, water source here in town. Mm-hmm. The the firm has been selected, and again, uh, I had to send a packet to the state, to DPH, and they're, they're reviewing that packet, and they just need to give us the green light, the go-ahead that we're ready to, yep. to move forward. Again waiting on the state for that green light and then as soon as we get that we can uh, Start we can move ahead we just we're gonna move ahead really quickly once we once we get that mm-hmm. so uh, I want to touch on uh, the riverfront access committee as you know we had an uh, easement agreement with Tilcon who is uh, a very generous uh, company to the town of Portland that granted us an easement to uh, access town of Portland-owned property that's along the riverfront. And we're trying to uh, get a road or a pathway so we can go from the Tilcom property, which is where the Tommaso baseball field was, and yep. we're going to get to that riverfront. And I know uh, Rick Shaw and Lou Pear and, and their new committee, which is has been formed, are actively looking at ways of funding and, and how to get the ball moving quickly on that. And I believe their first meeting is June 29th, I believe. So stay tuned. Um, that That's moving ahead. And we're very excited about that as well. On the economic development front, our economic development commission has been very busy. Uh, we've been looking at ways to increase the uh, walkability and the uh, the attractiveness of our downtown, particularly, we're trying to get more foot traffic into into our Portland restaurants, into our Portland stores, and they've been coming up with some really creative ideas on how to do that. They did a tour recently, and they talked with business owners, um, and they you know just asked ways that we can the town by we can be more business friendly and look for ways to improve. And one of the things that came out of uh, looking at this was. Chris Cody and Chris Cody's golf shop actually uh, offered to sponsor and to adopt the median when you, uh, that borders Route 66 and Main Street, right? Because it it wasn't looking very great up until recently, and and Chris uh, messaged me and he said that. Chris Cody's Golf Shop would be happy to supply the uh, flowers and the mulch needed to mm-hmm. to fix that up, and along with them and and our Portland Garden Club, they took that over, and it looks so much nicer there. Yes. Really, it really looks beautiful, and so um, I'm personally hoping that that kind of uh, public-private partnership uh, can kind of continue. And we can kind of make that, um, you know, go further down on Main Street, and sure. really try to beautify, make make things more attractive, mm-hmm. um, because we really want to encourage our Portland residents to shop local, and so that's so important. And um, so, yeah, we're waiting on that. And uh, also we have um, Brainerd Place. That's uh, obviously it's one of the big issues that everybody wants to know about. Things are moving on um, very well. Uh, I just talked with um, the site manager over there this morning, and I think that one house on Perry Avenue, that last remaining house is scheduled to come down tomorrow or um, or Monday I guess uh, it yep. would be but they they were held back a little bit something to do with the uh, the power company uh, something to do with Eversource and it held them back a, a few days but they're ready to get going with that and there was a lot of uh, a lot of I think environmental cleanup yeah, that they had to exactly, do exactly yes yes yep. so the, that's been uh, mostly completed and they're just going to be ready to take that down. And also, the Economic Development Commission and the Board of Selectmen, I think, before our uh, or after our last podcast, Toward the Brainerd Place project, yep. and you were there, Dave. Yeah, we got um, pictures up on a website. Yeah, so. and it, it was really great to see the inside of uh, the Brainerd House as well as the Sage House and um, and tour the property to see how it's, how it's moving along. And when you look at all the demolition work that's been accomplished so far, as well as the interior, I, I just want to say I was blown away by the interior of the Brainerd House. The it, architecture was spectacular. And it's it really is in much better shape than I would have thought it would be for being abandoned for so many years. What was it used for? for? That, uh, initially, the I think the, um,
0: it was the Elmcrest uh, Psychiatric Hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when Mrs. Wagner owned it, uh, it was under Elmcrest. And then St. Francis bought it out uh, and so forth. But uh, initially, I think the Hart Jarvis House, which is the first one that goes in, that was owned by a gentleman from New York, uh, Mr. Chapman. And then that was kind of his private summer. So it was a residential property. It was a uh, residential property. Fifty years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. Mrs. Wagner bought that house, and they combined it into the uh, uh, the Elmcrest property. Then St. Francis uh, owned it, and then it it kind of went to its demise there.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's always great when you can repurpose old uh, yes, structures like that. Exactly. Well, the
0: Historical Society was instrumental in in you know uh, moving ahead with the uh, – you know, preservation of, of rather than just tear them to tear them down because there's a lot of history there.
1: Mm-hmm. And I just it was interesting. Touring the Sage House, particularly because that was where I think they housed some of the patients, patients in yep, the in the yep. hospital there, and and that had more of a a different feel. The Sa- the uh, Brainerd House, you know, had the old architecture, and and then you go to the Sage House, and it's you know the, they even had a uh, padded room in oh, there, oh, yeah. and uh, so that was interesting to see, and uh, I'm sure that will be uh, you know renovate repurpose. yeah repurpose we're not going to keep <laughs> you it you don't there. need to preserve that history necessarily no, no. no i think uh, we can move on from that but um, but certainly it's it's you know going very well and and on the uh, main street side i also want to thank the portland historical society for uh, refurbishing and and redoing the welcome to portland sign that when you come on uh, over from Portland to pass the Aragone Bridge, there's the sign that has the events that are going on in town and all that. And so they did such a nice job. It's got our newly um, re- or remodeled Portland seal on yes, that. that was done by uh, Des Cleary, one of our town tech students that redid that. Yeah, and he seal. did a great job, in it, and it looks great. So I just wanted to say thank you to the Portland Historical Society. And that's the kind of thing that we're really looking to do. I mean, they did such a great job on that. Chris Cody is doing such a great job on the median. And, you know, we really want to keep beautifying our downtown and so we're encouraged by that and so um so yeah those are those are some of the projects uh anything i'm missing dave
0: i think we got uh,
1: pretty much touched on everything obviously uh, from the standpoint of
0: um uh, things that are going on obviously the uh uh the new park is 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 fully operational the 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 splash pad is up and running daily Mm -hmm. from 10 to 7 uh every day um we've got you know the, the restrooms are are, are being uh, maintained. Uh, yeah, so and what?
1: the concession stand is open. I sure. stopped uh, a week or so ago, and I got my first hot dog, and mm-hmm. I watched uh, some of the ball games going on there. And it really is great to see all the parents. You know, they bring their chairs, and um, and it's so different. I, I hadn't been to a uh, little league game yeah since you know for many years, and. Um, you know, now the kids have walkout music. Uh, it's, you know, it's oh, like yeah. a big party over there. Sure. So they've upgraded the technology from when I played ball. So sure. it was it was cool to see. But uh, also one last thing I want to touch on is our riverfront development yep. as well. Uh, so we have, uh, we've been working with our um, company who's going to be doing all this remediation work that's Enviro Consultants and Recyclers. Unfortunately, we, due to some delays with the state, uh, we couldn't begin this this spring so we're going to be doing that work in september once the uh um riverfront park exactly once once our um, brownstone exploration discovery park which is open now so go go to the park if you can too that's always a good time and once they finish with uh, the end of the season we'll get in there and we can do our remediation so certainly excited to get that work going and we also have an rfp out for a uh, public-private partnership on that. And that RFP is out until September 13th. Mm -hmm. So if you know of any entrepreneurs that want to open a restaurant or something, this was the perfect location. It's right along the Connecticut River and it's really going to be a gorgeous spot once we clean up this property.
0: Russ, I think that'd be a good side hustle for you.
1: <laughs> uh, restaurants. I think there's something in my
2: contract that says the health director can't be involved in any <laughs> in any establishments that I also regulate. Uh, but I'll, I'll look into that. Maybe I can adjust my contract. You know, Ryan's on my board, so maybe Ryan.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. We got we, we got some steam there. Right? There
1: you go. So that's it for me, though. So uh, yeah, no, that it. was yeah. that was
0: great, uh, Ryan. I, and also, I just want to you know uh, shout out to uh, we had a great Memorial Day parade. Oh, uh, that's right. And the uh, Sarah Sterry and her whole parade committee did a great job. We had the uh, um, the Great Hill Mountain Band playing down on the uh, the uh, reviewing stand, which went over very very well. So it was a
1: gorgeous day, and it was a nice parade. So it, it was, was just... great. It was great to see so many people and sure. uh, out and about, and some great weather. So thank you, Damon. Thank you to Sarah Sterry Rudder as well. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Russ. You... Out of the bullpen. Come on
0: Mm. in here. (laughs) All right. So, uh, you know, we can touch on COVID briefly, which is right now
2: I'd say we're heading in the right direction. Yes. Uh, You know, hospitalizations have been coming down for three weeks in a row. Cases have been coming down for three weeks in a row. And I think we're headed for a pretty nice June, July and August um, before we start looking at the fall and winter surge. Um, Most recent news is another vaccine seems to be headed for approval. Um, That's the one that's manufactured by Novavax for people who may have been hesitant to take uh, advantage of the mRNA vaccines because they thought the technology was too new. This Novavax vaccine, which has proved to be pretty effective, is a very traditional one. It uses a very standard method for manufacturing a protein. Um, that mimics the surface proteins on the virus itself. So this is very standard um, technology. It's been used for for decades to make vaccines. So for anybody who is interested in being vaccinated but worried about the new vaccines, if uh, once this Novavax gets approved, my hope is that those individuals will come into the fold of getting vaccinated. Sure. Um, because in Portland, we've still got about 15% of the population hasn't initiated vaccination yet. So that's actually pretty good news. Around 85% of residents of Portland have started, um, at least initiated vaccination. That's very good. And keep in mind, we still don't have a vaccine for people under five. That's also good news. On that front, it looks like um, the Pfizer vaccine is headed towards uh, authorization for children as young as six months old. So um, pretty soon we'll have a vaccine basically available for anybody who wants it. Nice. Um, So that's good news we're not seeing a whole lot of people get very, very sick with COVID-19. So, you know, I'm in the studio today. I'm not wearing a mask. Now, of course, I had COVID-19 about a month and a half ago. So I'm really not worried about myself.
0: Right, right.
2: So even though rates are coming down, there's still plenty of COVID-19 out there. So we're still seeing it circulating um, for people who haven't had COVID-19 recently, Mm -hmm. and especially people who aren't vaccinated or who are otherwise high risk. We're still recommending if you're in a crowded indoor setting, wear a mask wear a mask you know those are the kinds of places and people who should be wearing a mask otherwise especially if you've had covid recently and you've recovered or you've had a booster recently you know my feeling is you're pretty well protected right you know if a mask is uncomfortable or you don't feel like wearing one i'd say it's probably okay but you know there are some people we're still really recommending wearing a mask in indoor settings that are crowded
0: yeah no no yeah i think i just got back from uh, california our music trade convention out there and which the show was significantly smaller, but I would say that there were probably 30% of the people that were, were wearing masks. And on the airplane, it was probably uh, not quite 50-50, but pretty close. A crowded indoor settings, a trade show, an yeah. airplane.
2: You know, tomorrow I fly out to go on vacation, a vacation I've been trying to get Bo- on for two and a half years. <laughs> I'll be wearing a mask Mostly because I don't want to take any chance that I'm gonna get sick on vacation. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so absolutely. walking through an airport, sitting on the airplane, you know, my flight's about two and a half hours. That's not a that's not a big ask. I'm comfortable wearing a mask yep. for two and a half hours. Exactly. And I'll be wearing an N ninety five mask to protect myself. Sure, absolutely. You know, and those masks are ubiquitous. You can get them anywhere. You can probably get them from the town, probably as a stockpile yes, of, of masks. Sure we do. That that yep. we still have. So if anybody is out there who says, I'd love to get an N ninety five, you can probably reach out to the town of Portland. I think maybe Bob Shane Public Works, or we
1: have I, some in the first Slackman's office. We also have t- uh, test kits still, I believe, as yeah. well. Not no, we have a limited supply, but we do have them. I think in the clerk's office. So. Yes.
2: Yes. So, so reach out to the town. You know, that's the other thing. If you're feeling sick,
1: yeah. why not
0: test? They're yeah. easy to get. They're free. <laughs> Call Ryan and get a test. So right, right. Um, now, what, what's uh, you know the residual effects for the long haulers? What's you know how has that been? There's an increasing focus on long COVID.
2: Um, and long COVID can be anywhere from just a couple of weeks, lingering symptoms that many people I know who have had to people having symptoms for many months that will come and go fatigue, um, you know, uh, problems with shortness of breath, problems with memory loss, things like that, that, that are really scary with long COVID, you do see some of that. There's an, So there's an increasing focus on the research mm-hmm. around long COVID, what, who gets long COVID and who doesn't. So what right. are risk factors? Um, initially, there was a thought that being vaccinated really protected you well from long COVID. In fact, that's proving not to be true at this point. So people who are vaccinated are well protected from getting very sick, but you may in fact still get some symptoms of long COVID after you recover from what might be otherwise a very mild illness. Right. So right. it's not something I, I want to uh, mess around with. Right. So- um, you should do everything you can to protect yourself from getting COVID-19 if you can, because long COVID, there's still a lot to learn about it.
0: Right, right, right. And like anything else, it's uh, the research is evolving. and uh, It's still yeah. a new disease.
2: I yes. mean, I feel like we've been living with COVID-19 for two and a half years now. So everybody yeah. feels kind of comfortable, if you yes. will, yes. with COVID-19, but it is still a very, very new disease. I mean, think about how little we knew about hiv two and a half years into hiv yeah yeah. right this is that's where we are with covid19 now the fact is you know 200 million americans have had covid19 or more so it's going to end up being the most heavily studied infectious disease ever that's what i think yes um but still only two and a half years in there's a lot we don't know about covid19 that we still have yet to learn
0: now our infection rate in the district is that down below 10 percent now or
2: the so the Percent positivity is just okay. looked at statewide. We are under ten percent. Okay. So, um, and you can look at that and look at historically what that tends to mean. Yep. Usually, that means there's still a fair amount of COVID nineteen out okay. there. Yeah. You yeah. know, we've been typically in the summer months as low as one percent or less. Uh huh. So, we've still got a ways to go to get to where we have been in the in the summer, the best summer months. Right. Right. Um, but that's been coming down steadily for the last few weeks. So sure. I expect that to keep coming down, um, and so that that'll be a good indicator. You know, looking at infections, it's not the greatest measure of what's going on at this point. You know, people are getting tested at home. That's not reported. So when you look at case numbers, right, Right. you know, in the last two weeks in Chatham Health District, we had around 350 cases reported. That's only those official reports. Right, right. There's probably three or four times that many cases of people just testing at home. Yeah. yeah. You know, that goes unreported. So, you know, if you're looking at those case numbers, I'd say it's not the greatest indicator. Look at hospitalizations, and and that's probably a better indicator of where we are. Sure. Um, So we're sort of coming down. So I'm encouraged that in a couple weeks, we should all feel very comfortable wherever we go.
0: Well, I think most of the healthcare facilities and and hospitals have have, uh, relaxed their COVID precautions, so to speak.
2: I think visitation is now being relaxed, so you can visit people in long-term care facilities for a long time. If you had somebody, a loved one, who was in a nursing home, you couldn't go see them. I know. Period. Full stop. Didn't matter who you were. Didn't matter if they were on their dying breath you couldn't go see them which was really heartbreaking through the window right through the window um we're not we're not there at this point there's still some health healthcare facilities that still require you to wear a mask yep. when you walk into them but for the most part you can visit loved ones and and those those things are relaxed and we have plenty of capacity in our healthcare system right now so when you look at hospitalizations during the peak omicron wave they peaked at around 2000 statewide we were near capacity in most of our hospitals in the emergency room in the ICU. yeah, We're down to somewhere in the area of, you know, 200 hospitalized cases of COVID-19 right now. Okay. So hospitals have capacity. So we're doing well on that front.
0: That's good. That's good. So any, anything new as far as, uh, other health departments, other stuff? health yeah, departments. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, um,
2: you know, we're working right now. We got a, a three year, nearly half million dollar grant from the food and drug administration to basically transform our, um, our food inspection, Uh, regime. So we're working towards transparency. In the next six months, we're going to be bringing on board a digital inspection platform that's going to allow not only our inspectors to use tablets to do their inspections instead of paper, but it's going to allow the residents to look up the most recent inspection for their favorite restaurants, if they will. Um, So we're really about, this is going to work towards transparency, efficiency. um, So that's good. We also hired a new part-time food service inspector, Uh, Her name is Dia. So anybody who's out there who sees somebody wearing a Chatham Health District shirt doing inspections, we've now got seven people who are doing food service inspections Ah, for us. So so that's quite a lot. Mm -hmm. We're also very busy. I mean, in town of Portland, the business has picked up quite a bit. People are taking out a lot of applications to put in pools um, and to do renovations to their homes. So like Ryan said, the town is busy. The health department is busy. Um, but we're really excited about this grant, which again is going to make us more efficient sure. and increase transparency and let people look things up a little bit easier. Yes. People will also be able to submit applications online, online yes. pay with their credit card. So right now we're still old school. Everything is paper, check, or cash. Yeah. Um, so we're really excited to be able to make things a little bit easier for our customers sure. um, because we're very busy. Anything that can make it easier for our customers Absolutely. and can make us more efficient is good.
0: That's a win-win.
2: <laughs> and when you can do it with a grant
0: that's even better even better
2: right so free so, is good free is <laughs> good right um so so we're really excited you know uh at chatham health district about everything that's going on really excited there's a new we opened up a new pizza place in portland down by the marina people seem really excited i think it's what's
0: is, it called is that a food truck
2: it, it is it's not really mobile it seems to be stationed right oh, there all okay. the time yes yes i think it's a trailer that they could haul to different places okay. i don't think it's really on a truck okay yes um But people are really excited about that. Yes, yes. they're really excited. It's getting rave reviews for their pizzas. So that's a good thing. I think that opened up in the last month. So yes, yes. um, things are moving moving in Portland. It's really exciting. the The most recent census data I think indicates that Portland grew. So, you know, a lot of towns, a lot of rural and suburban towns in Connecticut are are shrinking in terms of the population. Cities tend to be growing. Um, Connecticut in general is losing population, but Portland grew. Yes. So you're doing something right, Ryan. If yes. People are moving to Portland. I think that's a really a good sign.
0: Yeah, because I think our, our grand list uh, grew, Ryan, right? Our grand list grew over 11%. Yep. So wow. That, that's a good thing. That is a good thing. You know, yeah, uh, It just uh, makes the pie a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. So whatever. Yeah. That's right. Go from there. So,
2: so on a public health front, I think it's going to be a good summer with COVID-19, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited.
0: Yeah. Well, I think now as far as uh, in relation, you know, I think our graduation is going to be next week. I'm doing, I think, four other graduations next week. So, uh, you know, again, from the standpoint of people, are, the schools are relaxing. Uh, I think here at the high school, uh, masks are, you know, kind of optional uh, as far as that goes, and which is good. You know, it uh, leaves everybody that, uh, you know, make their own decisions and, and work yep. it out from there. If
2: anybody's worried about COVID-19, wear a mask, wear a high quality mask. You know, we did just have proms. We did see outbreaks associated with proms. Um, You know, for example, in Colchester, um, after the senior prom, one out of every three people who attended tested positive in the next six days.
0: Oh, okay.
2: So there was a pretty sizable outbreak after prom. We've seen that statewide at different proms. So Uh um, big mass gathering events where a lot of people get together. What you should expect is there will be somebody you will come into contact with who is – infected with COVID-19 and capable of spreading it so that should be your assumption in those kinds of situations right now so wear a mask if you can keep your distance if you're really really high risk you know get a booster if you're eligible and if you're really really concerned you can stay away from those big mass gatherings but at this point it's about individual choices and your comfort level with the risk involved
0: absolutely absolutely great Russ um you know as far as the uh restaurants in 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 the district I think we are uh um, you've been kind of keeping those busy, you know, doing all your food inspections and all of that?
2: Yeah, we're really, you know, we take food safety seriously. Yeah. So, you know, we are required to go out and inspect restaurants on a pretty regular schedule, depending on what they're making. So the restaurants that do things like heating and cooling a lot, those get inspected much more frequently than places that are just selling, you know, prepackaged foods and things like that. So we definitely go out there. One of our main inspectors is Zach Jessic, So he's one of our new inspectors. He is amazing. He focuses heavily on education yeah. for those restaurants. You know, if they're doing something wrong, if they're not washing their hands, you're going to get debited for it. Okay, yeah, so yeah. so you might fail the inspection, but he's really um, education forward, education leaning. Oh, that's good. Um, as opposed to being punitive. So, you know, we try to get our restaurants going in the right direction if they're not doing so hot, and uh, and our process is You get inspected. If you fail, you get reinspected in two weeks. That's it. If you fail that one. We bring in for a hearing. So we say, okay, let's have a conversation about getting you on the right track. Let's develop a corrective action plan, things like that. But um, yeah, we're out inspecting restaurants and temporary events. So Ryan just mentioned a bunch of temporary events coming up, food trucks, food vendors come in, they take a permit out with the health department. Um, At some point in the next month or two, it's likely that food trucks that are licensed in other parts of the state are not going to have to take out permits. Okay. Here, you got that re- uh, re- uh, reciprocity. Reciprocity. There you That's go. That's right. So, so uh, the Chatham Health District Board of Directors we'll authorized me to that. to execute an MOU, which yep. will uh, honor uh, uh, licenses for food trucks. These are the types of places where they would set up a tent and a table and a grill and start flipping burgers. Those are still going to have to take out permits. These are proper food trucks that have all the stuff they need. Yeah, a restaurant on wheels, basically. If they're licensed somewhere else, they're going to be able to come in and just sure. tell us,
0: "Hey, we're going to be at Riverfront Park for this
2: uh, the, for this event."
0: And that's going to make it easier on you guys too, as well.
2: It'll make it easier on us. You know, we can still inspect them. So if they haven't been inspected recently, we can inspect them. But I think it's going to be um, it's going to balance the public
0: health interests with right. the business interests. I think very well. Sure. Sure. Well, that's good. That's good. Awesome. Well, thank you, Russ. I appreciate it. And it's it's great to see you in the studio. Yeah, oh it's good gosh. to be back in, in person. It's you nice. Know, when you called in, I said, how Russ, you know, I'm outside door number five. <laughs> <laughs> so, so So anyway, uh, anything else, Ryan, while we got? All
1: right. Uh, I don't have anything else. Just thank you for having us, Dave. Oh, and, no worries. No so. worries.
0: Well, again, this is uh, episode number 51. It's, it's amazing that we've uh, been doing this, uh, you know, uh, almost a full year. Year, you know, in fact, uh it's actually, I think, been been longer than a year because we've been kind of going every other week or. It's been probably two long. years, but episode 53 is one year's worth, so yeah. that's, that's yeah, a lot. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are live right here in the Town Tech Educational Podcast Studio, and this is episode number 51, okay, of the Town of Portland Podcast, and uh, with our first selectman, Mr. Ryan Curley, and our Chatham Health Director, Mr. Russ Bellman. So, until next time, uh, be safe, wear your mask, and go outside and get some fresh air and enjoy yourself and have a great uh and well we're going to have fourth uh, of july coming up pretty quick so that's a good thing so again until next time thanks so much and we'll see you next time